Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Mm, good morning. Uh, it's been quite a weekend here so far. This is the first time, uh, at least in my recollection, that we, we haven't had anybody come in from, from outside to help with an encounter weekend. And there's, there's been no deficiency. <laughs> I, I kind of had an idea that that might be happening, so I wasn't completely surprised when our friends from Albuquerque decided they couldn't make it because of sickness in every family that would have been involved, uh, but it's it's been good. Uh, hmm. Um, there's there's something about advancing in in his kingdom. Uh, there's there's a certain amount of advancing that can happen with a certain level of passivity um, because of his grace. But I, I believe there's another level of advancement in the kingdom that happens for those who are seeking, who are pressing in in faith and pressing through in faith. Uh, David said in uh, one of the Psalms that, that the Lord feeds the hungry and he gives drink to the thirsty. So if we can position ourselves spiritually as as people who are hungry and thirsty for more of God he's going to satisfy us because that that is what he wants he he desires that for us let's see how this works we're continuing on with our discussion of spiritual warfare and uh <laughs> so uh <clears throat> If you're not on the email list, then you did not get a copy of the notes from the last two weeks. So if you would like to be on the email list, uh, and somebody contacted me this morning, uh, get me your email somehow today, and I'll get you on the list and, and get you those notes, because uh, this this is some some stuff that we... We really need to understand about the the warfare that that we're in. We need to understand the nature of our enemy, what what he is like, and then more importantly, we need to understand a little bit more of the context of the war, the spiritual battle that that we're in. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Uh, the first thing is that we, we are fighting this battle uh, 
from the place of Christ's victory. Okay? And, and maybe, maybe one of the best ways to uh, visualize that is to think about World War II and what, what happened during D-Day. Uh, the Allies, they landed back on the continent of Europe in, in France, and, and once they established that beachhead, the war, was, the end of the war was determined. Uh, it, was, it was a matter of still pressing through, you know, pushing the Germans back in, into Germany and winning the battles that remained, but, but the end was, was really known. And so for us, we, we aren't fighting a war whose end is in question. But yet, because the, the ultimate victory has already been won, but yet there are battles that remain, and, and we have to engage in those battles uh, because there, there are things that, that the Lord has for us to, to gain through the warfare. Because one, one of the great lies that the people in our culture are, are believing right now that's, that's keeping them out of the kingdom of heaven is that this life really doesn't matter. This life really is meaningless. There, there is nothing beyond. You know, we're just random mutations. We're the result of random mutations of, of DNA, and we just happen to exist for a short time. And so we might as well just enjoy things and enjoy life and have a good time while we're here because we're, we're not going to be here that long. So, so let's just uh, enjoy pleasure while, while we're here and, and then it's over. And, and that is a huge lie of the enemy. And parts of that lie can, can even invade us as, as the people of God. That, you know, well, you know, what, what I do today really doesn't matter in the big scheme of things because the war is already over. Uh, you know, if, if I happen to miss out on this particular battle, uh, it's, you know, the war's already won, so what's the big deal? Hmm. Is that true? Well, that's, that's not true. It matters. Because for, for us, the people of God, uh, the level of our reward in our eternal life is determined by our responsiveness to the Lord here. And, and our, our whole time here uh, is, is for us to allow the Lord to do a work in, in our hearts so that we, we truly become His. 
And, and so that we, we get to the place where the, the true deepest desire of, of our heart as his people is, is for him to get what he wants on the earth. Because it, it's, it's people who have that heart's desire that he's going to be able to trust to rule and reign with him at least during the millennium. Right? Because if, if, if we're still at the place where our deepest heart desire is, is what we want, um, is, is the Lord going to entrust someone with, with that heart to, to rule and reign with him? Because he, somehow he's got to change that heart because that's the heart that allows leaders on the earth right now to abuse their position and, and use people for their own ends. And, and so, you know, the, the Lord doesn't want people with that heart to be leading in, in his future kingdom. And, and so we, we have this enemy that we've been talking about, and because we have a, a real enemy, a real foe, who, who really desires our destruction, he, he really desires us to be ineffective for the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it is the very resistance that causes us or should encourage us to press in deeper with God, to know him more, to receive more revelation of him, more authority from him, and, and more, and as a result, the ability to operate in more of his power. Because then, then we will be more effective in, in this war, in this battle that, that we find ourselves in. So uh, the, the Lord is, is using the enemy <laughs> to uh, bring forth in us more than otherwise would take place. Because otherwise we'd be much more likely to just be passive and, and just enjoy the, the beauty of, of life and uh, que sera, sera. So, this, this statement I, uh, I have to read to you. In a time of war, battles are won by st the strategic concentration of force against the enemy. Soldiers don't just attack along a scattered front randomly. They follow a plan designed by a general with big maps and access to lots of information. Right? <laughs> Hua. <laughs> yeah. So we we have a general. <laughs> with big maps and all of the information. <laughs> and and he, he has specific assignments for, for all of us. Uh, 
on any given day. Who knows what he will ask us to do? But if, if we're listening, if we're sensitive, he's going to ask us to do something. And so we, we fight from this position of victory, and I want to share a couple verses related to that. Uh, the first one, Colossians 2, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And that, that is Jesus. And then Revelation 20, verse 10, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And, and that is the end of, of the war right there. So we already know that that is how things are going to end. Uh, next item. The world systems are under the influence of the forces of darkness, and we must fight to bring it out or bring them out from under his influence. And this is by speaking truth, exercising authority, and living in obedience to God. And I'm going to go to the second slide there with the verses from 1 John first. Oh, did I? I probably didn't give them the PowerPoint. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I forgot to do something this morning. So in 1 John chapter 5, this, this is where we get an idea of how the world system works. 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world lies under the influence of the evil one. So... The worldly systems are being influenced by the enemy. And, and that is the reason why there, there is so much pain, there is so much injustice, there is so much abusing of human beings, uh, there is still slavery, there's just all kinds of evil that's going on in world systems right now. It doesn't mean that the enemy has complete control over all of those systems, but they are under his influence. And so the, the next thing uh, that I want to read is 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. This is the key part. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. No one who is born of God will continue in sin because 
God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. And that's why once we're born again, we, we may still sin and we, we do still sin, but we can't enjoy that sin as we once did. Because now there's, there's guilt. There's, there's, there's a conscience. There, there's, there's a knowing that, uh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Which leads to repentance. And leads us to, to change, because repentance is, is changing in our thinking which leads to changing in our behaving. And we, we have to understand that probably the primary battleground for, for most of us, especially uh, in, in the earlier stages of our Christian maturity, the, the greatest battleground is right here. And, you know, if, if, if we want to um, gain more victory in, in this battleground about how we think, then th there are some really good resources out there. I mean, this, this is number one, because this book is the truth of God, and it has power to, to cut deeply in, into our being and, and even separate soul from spirit, which is what we need. Some, sometimes we, we need that to be done so, so that we understand, okay, this is of the spirit, this, this is not. And, and so we can move away from what is not. Because that, that is part of our spiritual warfare. It's getting away from what is not of the Spirit and moving into what is of the Spirit. So uh, there are a couple resources that I, I want to let you know about re related to this battleground. Uh, Joyce Meyer has a book, The Battleground of the Mind, that I recommend. Francis Frangipane has another book called The Three Battlegrounds, and the first one that he covers is, is The Mind, and that's, that's a very good book as well. Uh, both of those will uncover many of the enemy's strategies aimed at your thinking and allow you to move into more victory. Uh, written by people who had revelation. And what we seek from the Word of God as we read it and study it, we, we seek revelation from God because when revelation comes, it, it does that cutting thing. And suddenly we know something, and it's, it's not just a knowing here, it's a knowing here. And, and knowing something here results in a change in our thinking and a change in, in the way we live.
That's okay. But a change, uh, just information up here, uh, doesn't necessarily bring about any change. <laughs> Only if it results in us actually changing the way we think, which then leads us to changes in our behavior. Now, I want to go back to the earlier part of that passage that we just looked at. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. And we know that as Jesus walked around when he was on the earth, he was destroying the devil's works all the time. And, and what were those works that he was destroying? He, he never came against the Roman government, which hugely disappointed a lot of his countrymen because they really thought when the Messiah came, he was, he was going to establish a new political kingdom and, and get the Romans off their backs and, and they would be a great nation once again and a light to the world. Well, they became an, instead a spiritual nation and, and he left all the rest in place. And, and this speaks to us of our priorities as well. The, the works of the enemy that Jesus came and destroyed were setting free people who were demonized and, and healing the sick and, and speaking forth the truth of the new eternal kingdom that, that he came and established and then demonstrating the power of that kingdom, usually by healing the sick and setting the captives free. So all of those are assignments that the Lord is, is going to give us regularly. Healing the sick, setting the captives free, speaking the truth, of God's eternal kingdom. And if, if you look at what Jesus preached when, when he taught, it, it was almost in, invariably about this new kingdom. And people in our day, even in our culture, they, they need to understand that, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's, it's right here. It's, it's so close you can touch it and taste it. In fact, if you'd like to experience it, I'll pray for you right now and ask the presence of God to come, and, and, and he will. And Lord, let more of your presence come even right now. Let the fireballs come that we had a word about during prayer this morning. Lord, whatever you want to do, if you want to interrupt us right now, have at it. You know, we had some healings last night just because uh, I, I had a word of knowledge about 
the Lord wanting to heal feet. How's your foot, Nora? How's yours, Felipe? All right. <laughs> I felt like he might want to do some more today after we had some um, testimonies, but we'll we'll see. Um, I guess he wants me to go on. <laughs> Pardon? It's it's not that much better, so I didn't I didn't ask her. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so the the thing is, uh, if if the reason that Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil, and and we now are his siblings, his his brothers and sisters, adopted into God's kingdom, but yet having his DNA, so it's it's a way better kind of adoption. Uh, doesn't it make sense that he would have us do the same thing? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And, and we can do this every day as, as part of our, our daily life. Uh, it, it, just, it, it takes a, a focused sensitivity to God the Holy Spirit in us to, to point out someone and then once the Lord's done that, we say, okay, Lord, what, what is it? And then once he lets you know, then you just do it. And, and the thing is, our hearing and obeying by doing is, is all that's asked of us. The, the results of our obedience do not matter. Understand that. John Wimber used to talk about that. You know, it it didn't matter. If if he was at a meeting and I mean he he had big meetings where there'd be five, ten, twenty thousand people. And and he would speak about the kingdom and then he would wait on God. And, and there, were, there were some really big meetings, uh, one in Europe that I'm thinking of, where nothing happened. Because God just didn't tell him anything. So he said, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> Have a good night. And, and that was that. And uh, he, he had to tell everybody who traveled with him that you know that's it, it doesn't matter if as long as we did what god asked us to do then that that is the positive result that god wanted if if a thousand people got healed wonderful if nobody got healed well that's okay too And, and we, we just, we have to have that attitude. Because it's, it's all about, <clears throat> you know, even, even in the army, 
there sometimes there there are teams that are assigned things that don't matter to distract the enemy so that what really does matter that's happening over here can take the enemy more by surprise and it shouldn't matter to us whether our assignment is the one that was a distraction <laughs> that ended up not having a tangible result or if we were over here in, in the main group that was really taking it to the enemy. Because if, if we don't get there in our attitude and our thinking, we're, we're going to be disappointed and we're going to be susceptible to condemnation from the enemy. See, that wasn't God. See, you didn't hear him at all. Because if you would have heard him, then this person would have been healed, or they would have gotten saved, or whatever. And, and that's all just a line of baloney. God is much more concerned with our obedience than he is the result of our obedience. Because still... There's, most of the time, there's free will involved on the part of whoever it is that we're ministering to in obedience to God. And, and sometimes, someone may say, yes, you can pray with me with their mouth, but they may be completely closed in reality and God usually doesn't force himself on anybody. And, and we just don't know uh, what, what their heart is. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> I better move on. Uh, item number three, I think, as, as we're going. Uh, Uh, one more thing on, on the last item, I guess. Uh, the idea of the world systems being under the influence of the enemy. Uh, Jesus does indeed want us to be um, involved, engaged in, in this warfare because it, it's even revealed in the model prayer that he gave to his disciples that, that we, we probably should be praying at least every day. And the version in Matthew 6 is, this is then how you should pray, when his disciples asked, teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Forgive us our sins as we have also forgiven those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the influence of the evil one. The, the translation actually says, but deliver us from the evil one. But if you dig a little deeper into the Greek, it, it really is deliver us from the influence of the evil one. 
For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So, you know, we're, we're to pray that every day. And, and we're praying it for ourselves. We're praying it for each other. And we're praying it beyond that. For our city and for the world systems that everything is operating under. And in our society, our culture, we really need to be praying this for, for the bigger picture. Lord, deliver us. Deliver our systems, our economic system, our political system from the influence of the evil one. And let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Okay. Um, item number three. Jesus demonstrated his power over demons and has passed that authority on to us so that we can continue to do what he did. So, a way of thinking about authority is uh, we, we didn't do this, actually, but some, some parents do this when, when their kids go off to college. They, they might give them a credit card and say, <laughs> you know, if, if you run into an emergency, uh, this, these, these are the guidelines. Uh, you, you can use this credit card. But you don't go beyond these guidelines. Okay? So within those guidelines, the, the son or daughter would, would be free to use that credit card. Right? Uh, but they, they might try to use that credit card for something else. Uh, and it, it might actually work. But there, there would be some consequences. Well, it, it's, it's a similar thing with the authority that, that God gives to us. Uh, he, he gives us authority that we can operate within certain bounds. And, and we, when we're especially practicing deliverance, we want to make sure that we're operating under his guidance and as a result, within the authority sphere that, that he's given us. And, and we've, we've talked about some of this this weekend with the Encounter Weekend crew. Uh, sometimes our, our own condition... Uh, things that we have yet to gain full victory and freedom from limit the sphere in which we can use authority to help somebody else. And, and there, there is truth in that. Uh, but also, uh, the free will of, of the other person is, is part of the equation. Uh, Sometimes there, there are people who, who want to be free of demonic influence in, in a certain area, but, 
but they don't want to completely come out of agreement with the enemy in that area. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we've, we've had cases uh, where people have invited us over to do house cleansings and, and such. And, you know, it's, it's easy to tell the demons to leave when you're doing it under the authority structure of, of that house. But if, if whoever is the authority over that house doesn't really want that to happen, then, well, you may get them to leave, but they're going to be coming right back. And, and it's probably going to be worse, <laughs> according to what Jesus said. So, we, we have authority, but we have to understand that we have a commander-in-chief. And, and he is, is going to give us assignments, and he's going to give us what we need to do those assignments. And, and sometimes, people may ask us to do things, especially in the realm of deliverance, and, and the Lord may, may give us a, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> which, which happened to, to me recently. Uh, a friend of a friend was having problems in, in their house and wanted somebody to come and, and cleanse it. And, uh, you know, I said, well... Yeah, we could probably do that, but after I took it to the Lord, the Lord, mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't want to have anything to do with that one. And, and it may be that, that this is working something. This attack of the enemy is, is getting somebody in that household to a place where they need to get. And, and eliminating them would would hinder what God is in the middle of doing. Uh, this this is why we we can't just in in this war in this battle that we're in, we we can't just be individual commandos just you know on <laughs> on the on the hunt <laughs> seeking for adventure and. Uh, you know, like like a mercenary or something, because yeah, we that's that's not how the Lord wants it to work. So, uh, a couple passages related to our authority: uh, Matthew twenty-eight, beginning in in verse eighteen. This is the Great Commission, Matthew's version. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is after his resurrection. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And the... The construction of 
the first verse there in in the original language strongly implies that what Jesus is saying I have been given all authority and I'm giving you authority to go and do these things. And then Mark chapter 16, his version of the Great Commission. Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. And, you know, I, I, I want to encourage us to, to do something in, in this regard. Okay, to, to build your boldness for speaking forth the kingdom of heaven and to moving forward in evangelism. Okay? If, if you're a little intimidated speaking this forth to human beings then start lower. Like the dirt. I'm serious. Is, is the dirt going to get saved? Well, it's, it's not going to punch you in the face. I don't think it's going to get saved, but, but this is what Jesus said. He said, and preach the good news to all creation. How about, can you, can you speak it to the grass? You know, we've got to work our way up. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I, I, I preach to the chickens sometimes. <laughs> they started laying more eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really think there's something to this. Uh, get yourself in the habit of, of speaking forth the gospel to something. And when God gives you the opportunity to speak to a human being, it'll be easier. And then he says, he goes on in verse 16, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. Obviously, Jesus has passed on some authority to us if we're going to be driving out demons. Okay, so... End of debate. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. And they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Uh, we're going to continue on with the tradition of most Orthodox Christianity and ignore part of that <laughs> for the future. <laughs> The part about snakes, we're, we're not going <laughs> to... You can, you, can, you can preach to them, I don't advise you to handle them. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Revelation 12, 11. 
this, this is the heart that the Lord wants to bring forth in us. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They overcame him. That's, that's the enemy. So, it can be done. <laughs> and, and we are called to overcome him. Now, I, I want to say just a couple more things about the nature of our warfare. Because there, there are levels in, in this warfare. And the, the first level of our warfare that every one of us is involved in is our own person. It is destroying the works of the devil within our own being, within our own body, within our own soul. We're, we're called to overcome him. And, and so the, the resource that I gave you, the, the books about exposing the tactics of the enemy in our mind, that's what this is about. It's, it's about gaining that victory in, in your own person, your own body, soul, and spirit. This, this is the first place we learn to practice healing is your own self, your, your own body. We, when something starts coming on you, don't just say, oh, I guess I'm going to be sick. That's like <laughs> waving a white flag. I surrender. How, how about if we resist? How, how about if we reject? How about if we rebuke? And say, you know, I, I feel a little scratchiness in my throat. The first thing I do, I, I reject this sickness in the name of Jesus. I resist it. I do not receive it. Sickness, get out of my body and, and go in, in Jesus' name. Does it work every time? Probably at least nine out of ten times it does. And that's the end of it. So begin to practice this stuff in, in your own body, your own mind, your own will. Because the next step in, in the, the warfare level is your family. And, and I, I have a vision of, of this for, for us as, as a body, that, that every family... In, in this body would be a lighthouse. It, it would, be, would be a place where the peace of God rests, where, where the presence of God rests, where, where there is primarily victory over the forces of darkness, where, where the parents operate in unity together under the headship of Christ 
where uh, the kingdom is, is ministered to, to the children. Where, where sickness doesn't have much of a chance. Where, where the influence of the enemy is exposed and battled against. Because there's transparency and openness and, and love happening within the family. And, and, and that is God's desire for every family. But, but yes, when we're dealing with families, we're, we're dealing with multiple people's free will. So it's, it's harder. That's why this is the next step up. It, it's easier to bring yourself into unity than it is to bring yourself and your spouse in, into unity. But it gets easier as you operate in love and mutual submission to the king for the purpose of advancing his kingdom and your family being a, a real weapon in that warfare. And, and see, if, if the families could all be like that, then, then our church life would be way more powerful because a, a lot of the issues that separate and divide and uh, you know bring attacks of the enemy just just would be dealt with and be be done because the next level of of the warfare is is for the church body and and what God wants for the individual family is exactly the same thing that he wants. Um, how did I say that? What, what God wants for the family, the individual family, is exactly what he wants for the church family, but in, in, a, in a bigger context, because there's way more of us. And the thing is, it's, it's got to start at the basic level. With, with us as individuals becoming overcomers, living in, in obedience to the king, and then bringing our family into this. And, and then, then we can get to the place where, okay, as, as a body, now, now we are united. We are loving one another. We're, we're trusting each other. We're open. There's transparency. Uh, we're, we're there for each other because we're, we're all committed to helping each other go farther and get higher in, in the kingdom. This is what God wants because he, he wants our warfare to get beyond this, be, beyond this. Because the next step is, is battling for the city. And, and we've, see, as, as we gain victory in, in these different levels, we gain more authority. And, and the Lord would desire to give us authority for the city. But, but we've got to have 
victory we've got to overcome at, at the, the fellowship level. And, and this is way more complicated because there, there's way more free wills involved as, as we get more people. But, but this, is, this is what God's calling us to. And once, once we get beyond the fellowship and the city, there, there's more. And, and, and God wants more people to, to fight these higher level wars, but if, if we're getting beat up and, and losing the battle just uh, in our own home, we're, we're, we're not ready for what's going to come against us as we get beyond the city. Because we're, we're dealing with much higher level principalities and powers in, in the kingdom of darkness. And we'll, we'll get our behinds beat up. But, but that's, that's where the Lord wants to get us. Is, is to where we can, we can actually be useful to him in, in spiritual warfare that, that involves more than even our city and, and our, our region. So, you know, this, this, this should be motivation for for us to to number one get our personal house in order, um, num- number two to get our our family house in order, it's it's motivation for for us to get this house in order, so that God can use us for more. Hmm. You know, not not everybody who goes into the army gets chosen for special forces. And even out of those who get selected, what percentage make it? Like 20%, Luke said. Because, I mean, if, I don't know if you've ever seen that, the stuff those guys have to go through, the Navy SEALs and the Army Special Forces guys. I mean... Oof. <laughs> well, our warfare, again, boils down to being an overcomer, personally. Because once we're there as an individual, then it, it becomes much more easier, much easier, <laughs> to, to go up the ladder. And, and that's, that's what God wants. So I, I felt like what the Lord wanted to do for ministry time today was, was to give an opportunity for, for anyone to be filled with the Holy Spirit who, who wants to be. And, and we, we, have, we have this understanding of the Holy Spirit. Um, When we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. 
And, and this is um, Romans 8, 9 talks about this. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. And, and that, that word, oikio, uh, is translated dwells in you. It's, it's to occupy, to reside in, inhabit, remain, uh, dwell in. And, and that is, that's the condition of us uh, as those who have been born from above, born of the Spirit, born again. Jesus talked about something else in Acts chapter 1 when he was speaking to his followers and he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. This is a different word, the coming upon you. And it's to go or come upon or over a person, to arrive, to rest upon, to operate in influence <laughs> we we want to be delivered from the influence of the evil one we we want to be delivered into the influence of the holy one <laughs> the, the holy spirit so if you're saved you you have the holy spirit dwelling within you but Jesus talked about something else that would come later that the disciples were waiting for in the upper room, and that was the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And if, if you looked at the life of Jesus after his resurrection, he had an encounter with his disciples where he... He, he blew upon them and, and they, the Holy Spirit came within them at that point and, and they were born again. But he told them to wait and the Holy Spirit would come upon them. So in the vineyard we really believe in many fillings many coming upons. There's, there's only one time when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within. That's when you're born again. So today, we see, we, we can't get very far in this battle without the Holy Spirit coming upon us and influencing us and, and resting upon us for, for the sake of the battle. So, um, if, if you would like to receive prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit, um, uh, Joy and I will be up here. Randy and Marty, if you want to come up here. Um, Art, do you want to take a corner? Um, 
Arnie, or, yeah, you're you're right there. You want to take a corner, and uh, you know we'll we just want to pray and ask for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I, I thank you uh, that you have made all provision for us. You you are the God who provides. Uh, we we know that that we were born into a war. And we, we need all of your provision for it. Lord, I ask that you'd give us wisdom and revelation to be overcomers at the personal level, at the family level, at this church body level, so that we can get into the warfare for our city. Lord, bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen.